Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. I'm going to read a portion of scripture out of Jeremiah chapter 18, 1 through 6. You have it say amen. It says, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he, he wrought a work on the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand. O house of Israel. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer before I start. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray right now, God, God, that you speak through me, God, that your, your spirit flows through this entire place, God, and touches our hearts, touches our minds, God. God, give us a different outlook on life, God. God, increase our faith, increase our love. God, pour out your mercy on us, God. God, that we leave out of here knowing that everything's going to be okay. Because we're in the potter's hands. Everything's going to be okay because you're in control of our life. Everything is going to be okay because we put our trust in you. Everything is going to be okay because you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Everything is going to be okay, God. Everything is going to be okay. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Everyone could be seated if you'd like. And I looked up some meetings. Marred. The meaning of marred, damaged, or spoiled to a certain extent. Made less perfect, less attractive, less useful. Disfigured or defaced as by scotchers. Scratchers, I'm sorry, scratchers. Nicks, scars, discoloration. discoloration. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about our life, and I was thinking about how we live, and you know, there are so many people that will come to church but won't go to the altar. They will come to church, and they will lift their hands, and they will clap, and they will sing, they will take part in the service, but they won't come to the altar. They won't come and pray, they won't give it to God, because we have a mentality sometimes because all of us have been broken. All of us have been through a time in our life where we struggled. All of us have had lost loved ones. All of us have had people that have, have died, have passed away. All of us have had people with sickness in life. And when we think of our life before we came to... Now, you might have grew up in church and you had 
a solid family, a mom and dad, and, and they brought you to church. And when you acted up, they twisted the back of your arm, gritted their teeth and said, you better act up. Wait till we get home. My mom used to get the back of the arm. That was when we, we used to get to go. For the most part, she'd let the van come pick us up and take us to the big pink church that looked like Pepto-Bismo. It was. It was Pepto-Bismo. It was a big church in California. And we'd go to church because that was like a babysitter for mom because she didn't have to worry about no kids. And we go to that church, and then it might be another church, and it might be, and just keep going forth. But see, we are all broke. And, and here's the thing. Until we hit them pearly gates, we're still a work in progress. Until we hit them pearly gates, we're a work in progress that God's going to keep working on us. I don't care if I've been in it for 50 years. I have not met. I have not, I have not got to the point that I'm supposed to be until I go across them pearly gates. Until I hear that Savior say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter in. And my fear, I did a, a Facebook video at my house, and my fear that I try to keep myself in check is my fear is that I'm going to miss the boat. My fear is that when I go to them pearly gates that I'm going to be the one kneeling down but not be able to make it. My fear is that I'm going to stand there and I can see the promise but I'm not going to be able to enter in. That's my fear. My fear is that I'm not going to be a good father. My fear is I'm not going to be a good husband. We all have so many fears. We all have so many flaws, so many things that keep us down. And when God is tugging on us and God is saying, come to the altar. When God's tugging on them heartstrings, but we have the choice whether we get up or we don't get up. We have the choice whether we go to the altar or don't go to the altar. And you know, no matter how much that we were broken, we ourselves cannot put it back together. I really wanted to bring, I was going to go to Walmart or somewhere and I was going to buy a, a small vase and I was going to break it and have chunks of it. And then I was going to go to the other part and I was going to buy some, some clay. And I even had the whole concept in my head, Brother Rice, I was going to have a little table sitting right there. Because I, I wanted people to get, get, get the visual clay. And then I was going to buy a, a, a vase that's put together. And I was going to set it right there on that table. Because we come to church with the broken pieces. We come to church all messed up. We come to church wondering if God would want us, wondering if God wants to do something with us, wondering if, 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 if God can be that super glue in our life and He can put it all together. But we look at ourselves and the devil whispers in our ear and we think that, well, God's not going to accept us. God, God died for us, but He's not going to accept us because we messed up way too much. But when we can come to the reality and be grown-ups about it and be 
be grown-up men and women about it and realize that we are broken and that we are messed up and that we are marred and that we have flaws and that we can't fix it ourselves when we can actually stand up and admit to God and put our pride aside saying God I am broken but I need a savior and God's going to say you need to be like that clay and you need to get back on the wheel and you need to let me work and do something In Isaiah 64 and 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay. And thou art potter. And we are all the work of thy hands. In Romans 9, 21, it says, Has not the potter power over the clay? of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? If we could get the mindset that if we could get to the altar, you, you, you might come up here inside, inside you're, you're kicking and screaming. You, you might come up here and you're crying because I guarantee you, you might come to the, that potter's wheel and you might get on that potter's wheel and, and, and God's going to work some things out of you. You might have some, some, you might be marred up. You might have scratches. You might have impurities in you. But when you get onto that will and God's working that will and he's putting water on it, softening it up, and he's going. You see, a lot of people that do pottery, they'll go and they'll see the marred clay and they throw it away. They go, no, that, I can't work with that. That's... That's got, that's got too many flaws. That's, look, look at all that stuff. The, the, the marred, the, the chunks in there. The, they're, they're super hard over there. and I, I can't do anything with that, so he will not buy that. And he will throw that piece away, and he will go look to where the perfect clay is, the perfect where it mixed up just right, where they got it just perfect, where it's just so smooth that when he puts it on that wheel and he adds water, he can mold it just the way he wants. You see, the devil wants to be that one that just throws you away and kicks you to the curb and says, look, you're all flowed up, flawed up. You're all marred up. you got scratches. you got, you got all kinds of junk in your life. You, you come to the church with baggage and, and you sit there and wondering, should I go to the altar? And God's saying, you can keep the perfect. I want that marred clay. I want that scratched stuff. I can work that stuff out of it. You know, I was thinking of something. You know, I, I might be up here preaching the gospel and Brother Rice and Brother Jones and Brother Anglin and they come up here and preach and Brother Graham when he comes and he preaches the gospel and it doesn't make us any better than anybody else in this church. It's just mean we came to... In order for God to use us, we have to be willing to get on the wheel. We have to be willing for God to work the junket of our life. We have to be willing to go through the tears. We have to be willing to realize that we are sinners and our righteousness is as filthy rags. We have to realize that His love and grace is sufficient where grace abound. Where there is sin in our life, grace much more does abound. 
That's not word for word. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, 20-21. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good And you know, sometimes I think the longer we've been in church, I think sometimes we forget where we came from. You know, I've met people like that. I've been in church, and there's been people that are there that's been in church for multiple years, and they went to the altar and they repented, got baptized in Jesus' name, God filled them with the Holy Ghost, and they sit there and they get comfortable. Come on, you've heard it before. Man, the devil hasn't attacked me in a long time. I'm doing phenomenal. Man, I'm doing great. No, I don't think that's very great at all. But let me ask you something. As long as everyone in here has been in church, or maybe new people that's in church, or maybe people that are watching on Facebook, or people that are going to listen to the podcast, Are you satisfied where your life is at? Are you satisfied that you've came as far as you've you've came? That you come and you can sit on the pew, you can listen to the music, you can go home and enjoy life, but you never make any more steps towards God. That when you go home, there's not a prayer life. When you go home, You're not in your Bibles. Because your relationship doesn't stop here. This is where you come and God gets a hold of your life. This is where you come and God will change your life. This is where you come and you get baptized in Jesus' name. This is where you come and believers are going to surround you and pray for you and the Spirit of God fall on you because you got lost in Him and you speak in other tongues and you feel the power of God coming in your life. This is where you come for that, but it does not stop here. You might have spoken tongues, but you still have to live your life after you leave the church. You still have to pray. So you can go home and watch whatever you want to watch and put on whatever video you want to watch and read whatever you want to read and let the dust get on your Bible before you come to church. You're dusting it off. I don't want the pastor to know my my Bible's dusty. Think about it. Your life should, you should consecrate your life to God. When we think of what he did and, and, and how he did it, the fact he shed his blood, he carried that cross, even though it was, some say it was a couple hundred pounds. I don't know how heavy the thing is. And he took it there and he hung on that cross and he shed his blood. And at any time he could said, I'm done, forget this. This people is not worth it. But he did all that to redeem you back. 
You see, I came to the conclusion in my life because it took me a while while I was in church. I didn't want to come up to the altar, but I was gripping the back of the pew when God was tugging on my heart, and I'm sitting back there, and I'm like, I'm not going up there. Why? Because you think people are going to look at you. People are going to judge you because your sins were too great. What you committed, what you've done was too great. You know, I know a lady who got pregnant. And she couldn't put it in herself. She could not forgive herself. But she could not understand how God would forgive her for having an abortion. So she would come to church. She would sit in church. But she would sit there miserable because she would never go to the altar. She would never try to get a hold of God because she thought her sin was too great. She thought her her mess-ups and her flaws and everything that God would not have anything to do with her because we allow the devil to get in our ears and sit there and say, God does not want you. You're not good enough. Look at you. Look what you did. But can I ask you, who's bigger? Is God bigger than your problems? Is God bigger than your circumstances? Does God say He'll never leave you nor forsake you? Does God say he, 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 He's the potter that He'll work on that clay? Sometimes we have to look at that. We have to put the pride aside. We have to put our faults aside. We have to put our mess-ups aside. We have to put it all aside and just give God a... The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, the devil has been getting people to believe that God doesn't exist. He do not put this flesh under subjection to the Spirit of God. If we do not allow God to have control over our life and get on that will and allow God to form us the way He wants to form us, is it going to be easy? No, it's not going to be easy. We're going to go through some things. We might remember some things that we did, but we have to give them tears to God. You see, it's going to be the apostolic church that decides to get on that wheel. It's the apostolic church that decides to live it. It's the apostolic church to, that needs to get into the Word of God and start praying because they're trying to change and be, be a progressive church. This is not a progressive church that goes whichever way it wants. This is a church that still believes that holiness is real. This is a church that believes that God still transforms and changes you. This is a church that still believes when you get on that will, God's not going to judge you because he forgave you when he shed his blood. But he will draw that junk out of your life that when they see you, they will see a vessel that's for God. There's a difference when you come to church. You might come the way you are, but God is going to change you because it's for his glory. But you've got to ask yourself, are you going to be a vessel worthy to be used by the Savior? Are you going to be a vessel that's worthy that God says, I'm choosing that individual right there? We're going to have flaws. We're going to have mess-ups. We're going to lose our temper. We're going to get mad. We might even say a few things that we're not going to be not supposed to say. Or we might say some hateful stuff to some people that we're not supposed to say. 
but we can go to the Father because He is just, He is righteous, He is mercy. I might be a vessel for God. And I might be able to put on the suit and have my hair just right, not parted, just, but have my hair just right. My wife puts on the dress and has her hair just right. My son, he does his hair up and he puts on a suit. He likes wearing suits. We don't make him wear a suit. He puts on the suit because he likes it. But if we sat down and had a conversation, I could tell you about all the scars that I have. Everybody in here can. You can tell me when you were stabbed in the back. You you can tell me when you, you lost friends because you came to church. You can tell me when a coworker or a boss did you wrong. You can tell me when maybe someone in your family was talking bad about you or spreading rumors or lies about you. Maybe you were doing drugs. Maybe you were snorting cocaine, putting a needle in your arm. Maybe you were getting high on weed or drinking alcohol, being drunk until you passed out. Maybe you did that and you were a vessel that was broken and we try to put each other back together before we come to church. But God is saying, come broken, come contrite, lay down before me and I will take care of you. We all have gone through stuff. I've said it before, my testimony isn't any better than anybody else's. It's just what I went through in my life and the pain and the suffering that I had to go through will reach a different group of people that everyone else here will also. Amen. And I'm about done, brother. But we need to get to that point that every single day have a prayer closet. Every single day seek the face of God. I don't go a day without talking to God, whether I'm driving down the street or I'm at home in my chair. I have a conversation with God. Why? Because He's my lifeline. He's the one that's going to keep me. See, I can get on the wheel and God can mold me. God can shape me. God can get the purities, the impurities out of my life. He, he can get the scratches. He, he can get the, the marred, the, the color. He can get everything out of my life that's not supposed to be there. But it's still up to me to keep going to the altar. It's still up to me to keep praying. It's still up to me to read my word. It's still up to me to live it, to walk it. I surrender to him. He's done the work. But I got to keep fueling that fire. I got to keep giving it to God. If I lose my temper, I need to be man and tell God I'm sorry. And whoever I offended, I'm sorry. If I let a bad word slip out of my mouth, I need to be a man. It doesn't just qualify me from doing something for God. I'm a flawed individual and I need to give it to God. You know, we sing them songs. Make me in your image. Make me whiter than snow. We tell God, purify my heart. Purify my life. Say, God, let me be an example for you. God, use me in ways you would never have used me before, but I got a change of heart. God, touch me, form me, change me. God, give me that path 
that you have for me. Don't be the one that with lip service you tell God all that. But when it's time where the rubber meets the road, you tell God, not today. Not today. Amen. The altar's open. Ask yourself, has it been a while since you've been on the potter's wheel? Has it been a while since you got a hold of God? Have you had some mess ups in your life and you think, you know what, I don't think, I don't think I can go up to that altar. I've, I've, I've messed up. I've, I, 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 I've been an embarrassment to God. You see, because you can live for God for multiple years and then mess up and then walk away from God or just sit in the back, sit in the corner because you don't want to be seen, you don't want to be heard. You just want to sit and mingle with everybody in that group so that, that they don't see you. You see, we can get to a point where we can look the part but not live the part. And you have to make a decision in yourself. Do you want to be one that just looks the part? You see, the interesting thing about the vase is while the outside might look perfect, the inside is, is marred. It's got chunks of junk all sitting in the middle. And as they go and they take a, a, like a blade and they're cleaning the inside and they're getting it smooth and they're getting it perfect, there's still that junk that's in the, 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 the bottom of it. And they're breaking it off and they're trying to make it smooth. They're, so, so everything's going to be just perfect. You're not going to get nicked with anything. There's not going to be some, you, you, you can catch something with your eye, say, well, you got some impurities right there. You didn't smooth it just right like there. But what they do is after they take that blade and they clean that vase and they go all the way down to make it smooth just the way it is. And the very bottom is all that extra junk that it didn't need to have. And they reach in or they have something to get it and they scoop out that junk and they set it aside. And they scoop some more and they set it aside. They scoop some more and they set it aside. Can I tell you, if you're just a vessel that looks the part, if you're just a vessel that you're wanting something more from God, that you've, you've been through the motions, you've, you've been through all the all the all the game playing. God's saying now's the time to get on the wheel. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.